This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Just with your hands to him and bless his name. Jesus, we give you praise. We worship you. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah to your name. In the precious name of Jesus Christ. Put your hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. How many pastors are glad to be in the house tonight? We have victory in Christ. Hallelujah. Greater is he that is in us than the one that is in the world. Hallelujah. More than singing to God, worship is a sacrifice. And first of all, and that's what we've been talking about for a while, the sacrifice that is pleasing to God is when you, the one sacrificing, whatever you are sacrificing, first of all, offer yourself before you offer any other thing. Hallelujah. Sorry, that's too loud. You offer yourself first before you offer anything. See, there is a way and I'm, 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 I'm praying that this, this will happen on Saturday that the glory of the Lord can invade the house yeah see okay can I just say thank you you can appreciate them <laughs> hallelujah there is there are meetings where Faith of the people will pull miracles towards them. And that we have seen it time and again. Only few people get healed, even in the strongest and the largest of crusades. And this one makes a lot of people to even doubt some of those because when it doesn't happen to them, they feel like maybe it has not happened to another person. I've seen some of the crusades. And I see some of the big healing meetings, and out of 50,000 people, maybe three, four hundred, five hundred, maybe five, six wheelchairs, and we give God praise for that. Now, Jesus, when he was walking on the face of the earth, there were meetings that the woman touched him, and she was the only one that was healed. When he said, Who touched me? Peter said, But many people are touching you. That means virtue only went from him to one person. And then, this same Jesus appeared at the pool of Bethsaida. That's John 5. And the Bible says, multitudes of people, blind, lame, crippled, waiting for the stirring of the water. And he only went to one person that had been there for 38 years. And after healing that guy, he healed no other person. If you were there that day or your cousin or somebody, you would have felt disappointed. Why, Lord, why Jesus? Why just one man? Well, we explained that another day. Because he said, I can only do what I see the Father do. But there is uh, also a place in the Bible where the Bible says, as many as touched him were perfectly made old. So the day it was a woman with the issue of the blood, she was the only one that touched that day that was made old. 
others touched and nothing happened. But there was another day that the Bible says as many. Then the Bible says there was another day again that the Bible said that he healed them all. So this time around, he didn't wait for them to touch him. So everybody that attended Jesus' crusade that day got healed. But that doesn't happen every now and then. Not even under the ministry of Jesus. Why? You see, there is the realm of faith. There is the realm of glory. When glory descends over an atmosphere, power is so tangible that everybody will be touched. There have been meetings, there have been meetings on that where people, everybody that was there, something happened to everybody, but very few meetings. Sometimes, God does it out of his own sovereignty. I was listening to a man, they went to a village in the east to have a crusade. He's a popular man. When the meeting ended, the glory was so much, as he got to the third man, he tried to sleep, he just saw probably millions of angels. And they said, from your room, speak to any part of the village. The sick will be healed and the oppressed will be delivered and the demonic, the demon inside them will get out from your room. Now the mission has ended. The angels will say, this is what we call angelic siege. When we sit over a city and take complete control. He himself said that it has not happened in many crusades, but that particular one. You see, let me show you an example in the Bible before we take our seats. I just remember, if you have read Second Chronicles chapter 5. 2 Chronicles chapter 5. I want to read from verse, uh, let's start from verse 12. 2 Nicholas 5 from verse 12. And also the Levites, which were the singers, all of them of Asap, of Aman, of Jude, with the sons and their brethren, being arranged in white linen. Now that talks about righteousness. We have received this righteousness in Christ Jesus, but we also go for our, we allow ourselves to be purified by the word repeatedly. Okay. <laughs> Remember, that was why Jesus used water to wash the feet of disciples. And when Peter said that, well, you will not even wash my head. I don't need to wash your head. Anybody who has had a bad does not. I'm doing something. We wash by the word. We go to, but that's not for day. Stood at the eaves of the altar. We were talking about altar. And with them, an 120 priests, sounding with trumpets. Verse 13. Next verse, please. Second Chronicles, right? Chapter 5, verse 13. It came to pass as the trumpeters and singers were as of one. Everybody say unity. <laughs> Amen. Anyway, <laughs> to make one sound. Everybody say one sound. No discord. To be heard in praising and thanking God. When they lifted up their voice with trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music and praised the Lord, saying, For He is good. And His mercy endures forever. How many of them were saying it? Everybody. That the house was filled with a cloud. Even the house of the Lord. Next verse. 14. So that the priest could not stand. There is a glory that all of us will be slain in it. These are meetings where you just wake up and six hours is gone. And you're wondering, sorry, what happened? <laughs> Not even the pastor, the priest could stand by the reason of the cloud. For the glory of the Lord has filled the house. Second Chronicles chapter 7 verse 2. Just move two chapters later and see the same thing again, the same effect. Lord, give us this kind of meeting. <laughs> and the priest could not enter the house. Let's start from verse 1. From verse 1. And Solomon made an end of praying. The fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifice and the glory of the Lord. Now, there was nobody there that did not see the fire. I, I can guarantee you, over 
70% of people listening right now and those who are watching me have never seen something beyond natural before. You believe by faith and it's okay. That's all you need about the power of God, about God. But you have never seen the tangibility of that power. Maybe you, or your eyes are open to see an angel. Maybe somebody in this church was praying one day. I thought that, that's one of the pastors. He was praying. And he just opened his eyes. He was about four feet above the ground. He grabbed his offer. Because Enoch was taken away that day, that way. You might just go and... <laughs> that was what cost him that time. <laughs> Even then he stopped praying, then he came down. Uh, he ran. <laughs> he began to worship. And he got so deep that he was lifted. He said, just notice that the balance, you know, I can't feel myself again. <laughs> and... <laughs> Things like that, they are called signs. They are just communicating something to you about the power of God. Ah, like every Wednesday, I'm always being pulled in different directions. If we are to see this, we must have, from ushers to choir, there must be people of the spirits. The spirit of God we never endorse anything that is not of spirits. All over churches, all over the world, choir, ushers are costing people, even pastors. Because people come to lead without praying. They come to lead, to usher in without first of all presenting themselves. And you can read it in Soibusa. That's why I'm very careful who backs me up when I'm singing. It's not a show. It's not casino. It's not a concert. It is the worship of Jehovah. Yet we are choir upon choir all over churches in Africa and in Europe and everywhere. They come on Sunday morning. It's even bad enough that some don't pray. Some, beyond not praying, they, they, they even go do things. And then they come and lead worship. Don't play drum if you are not full of Holy Ghost. Don't play sass. Don't usher people without first of all presenting yourself to God. A living sacrifice. Are you following me? So somebody thinks that my job is just to direct people here. You must, anything done for God must be by the spirits. Otherwise, he is never satisfied. In fact, he can grieve him. Are you following me? The priest wore white linen. That's what we have been given by Jesus. But it keeps getting stained in the sense that that's why we need washing by the water of the world. Nothing happens to your righteousness in Christ. But from time to time, every single time, stains are being thrown at you. And in some cases, not stains, some going to sin. And yet we have messages coming out telling people that it's okay to do anything. It's sad. Are you following me? <laughs> you know, where we stopped on Sunday, you remember what I emphasized second service on Sunday? Order. Order. So we read Abraham in Genesis 22 verse 9. He laid the wood in order. Then we read Elijah before he called down fire. He laid the wood in order. First King 18, 33. He laid the wood in order. Order. Why is God so particular about order? You can sit down. Thank you. You know, <laughs> there are many ramifications of this. I'll go into, you know, in, in my, in my, uh, <laughs> one day, I think we were at the former place then, there was this guy who, there are some things the Spirit of God will teach you. There are some other things experience will teach you. There is a way you can behave now that I will never allow you to join leaders' body. Nothing because the Lord has said so, because, but because I can pick certain things. There are things that your spirit man will tell you that is not the Lord, but the spirit man will tell you. We're worshipping. That guy had come from a city and he said that yeah, he notified the pastor, he had sent a message or he told them we were located to Lagos and that wanted to join our church and I used to sing a lot where he was blah 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 and the first time he came it was during worship usually 
at the beginning of the service, I'm at the back, just like this evening. When it's almost time to come up, I come to the front. So it's not that I stay in the office. I'm usually at the back. So the guy just saw me at the back during worship. And he ran to come and greet me. Hello, sir. I just put my two hands at the back. Everybody was lifted on worship so that I could see your face. Immediately, I could tell that this one will destroy the choir. And it wasn't long. He began to manifest some things. And thank God he's not here. Um, please, I'm not talking about anybody in particular that you know. So, before you start suspecting me, amen. <laughs> when we hear something like this, he is not, he is not even, he came from outside the city into Lagos. And I just saw this. I said, this is, this is rather, you see, when I look at those who sing, I say to myself, Nathaniel Bassi, when you look at all of them, I wanted to invite Bukola Becky. She told me that some, even though they've released us in the church to be able to go around to minister, he said, but there are some Sundays I have to be in my church. Same that I said, there are some days you can't get me out. They are people of order. Let me say this. I don't know why this one is coming. Maybe somebody's watching this here. The moment a person who leads praise worship in a church, high to go to another place to go and live because of 10k they will give him and he comes back, he will never rise as a singer. He's going to stay at the mundane level. People don't want to learn wisdom. Whereas you can learn from those who have gone ahead. But you see, the way of a transgressor is hard. That's what the Bible says. And I sit back and I watch people do this. Whether I go to campus to minister somebody, you know, somebody would have told them in his own choir that, see, I'm, I might not be able to make it. What's he doing? He's trying to sing somewhere. He's thinking that by the time you jump here and there, you rise. Nobody rises that way. Unfortunately. Order. I get what I'm saying. Once you are out of order, Order. Mm. <laughs> Hallelujah. Even though I want to talk more about how it applies to on Sunday, I'm going to talk about how to destroy authors. Ah, don't miss Sunday. Amen. I will start by showing everybody. How serious what I've started preaching about is. And why every believer is an altar unto the living God. And one of the things I want to show you on Sunday is the fact that if nothing is done, altar is a place of intercession where divinity meets with humanity. And it does not expire until a man expires it. I get what I'm saying. It moves from generation to generation. And I'm going to show you from why certain things don't leave certain people. Except they go to the highest altar, which is Jesus' sacrifice, to defeat and destroy every other altar. That is where we are starting from on Sunday. And I'm going to show you, when God appeared to Jacob on that ladder in Genesis 28, the altar that was there was set up by Abraham over 100 years before then. The angels never left the place. It is the same thing when an altar is set in the name of evil spirits. 100 years after, 200 years after, if no man comes by the authority of the name of Jesus to break it, the transaction of those demonic power will stay in that family. And they begin to attack people. And the same thing continues. And it is not about removing the stone in people's... Uh, no, sometimes when we go to do a crusade in a village, you destroy the shrine. It's not even about the physical removal of what is there. It is a legal matter. It's a contract. The terms of the contract must be addressed in the name of Jesus. It's not time to go and do it and say no. But we must have an understanding of how the scripture has given us authority. But you see, authority in your mouth is like a pistol. You don't aim, you don't try to shoot here and turn your pistol here. This is why light is important. Because if you don't know what you are firing at, we misfire. And waste bullets. This is why the gift of word of knowledge at times is very important to help people. One day I was listening to a, one minister of God and was talking about a man who came to see him. He bought a truck and the truck 
as he was driving to start doing business, he knocked down somebody and killed the person. Police arrested him. He was detained for a long time. After he finally came through, the whole thing ended. They gave him his car back. He paid so much money, lost, lost time, lost everything. Within three weeks of driving to the road again, the truck knocked down someone again. But as brethren were praying, the pastor just went to the truck, the seat, driver's seat, and opened it from under. And he saw like a calabash. We saw like look, the head of a monkey. And I said, where did you get this truck from? By the time they traced it back to the owner, he said, ah, I'm sorry, I should have removed it. When they refused to feed that demon with blood, he started taking blood of innocent people on the road. But the guy was the victim. Let me tell you the truth. This is what I want to say on Sunday. This is why you should not be saying let, let me tell you the truth. I am a word of faith preacher. Or I grew up with word of faith in that sense. Even though I got born again, I'm still a member of scripture. And also, so I'm, I combine many streams. I'm fundamentally a scripture union member. I mean, when I was in UI, I'm still a scripture union member. What I have discovered is that people try to fake and form what they don't have. You hear a man of God say, when I got there, I did not even pray. And you want to sound like that. Faith is in levels. There are some people, the investment that they brought into their life, when they come to a dark area, all demons will check out. There are some other people, the level they are, they have to address those people to get out before they go. What works for you is that Jesus said, in my name you shall cast out, but the authority can grow to the point that you don't even need to speak. It happened with Lester Summer. But if you are not at that level, don't deceive yourself. Somebody said, I got to that village, I saw those which I just went to sleep, I didn't send them. But you, you are afraid. But you are sounding like him. I will just sleep, I don't need to pray. <laughs> they, they will press you. <laughs> are you with me? I, I'm saying that people, I get what I'm saying. People try to say, because they are trying to sound like somebody. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Are you, are you with me? Oh dear Lord Jesus Christ. Ah, mm. let's read <laughs> Leviticus chapter 10. Sorry, let me give my question. Leviticus chapter 10. Thank you. Leviticus 10. Just project Leviticus 10. And let's read something there. Still talking about order. Hallelujah. So, that is what I want to talk about on Sunday. And it's going to be. Now, I've been saying that people should invite someone to church. This is a Sunday. It's the last Sunday of the month. It's going to sound like a kind of deliverance service, even though the deliverance itself is just the word of God setting you free. But we are going to look into the word of God. Light will come and people will be able to stand at their feet and address things and they will obey you. In the realm of the Spirit, if you say in Jesus' name, come out, somehow the weight that that word will carry in your mouth is directly proportional to the understanding of the name that you have and understanding of the matter you are dealing with. Every Christian knows that we all call upon the name of Jesus, but it does not yield equal results. Some have said the name of Jesus to arm robber before and they could not at them. Some have said it for they beat daylight out of them. Now they call Jesus, started beating them. What is the difference? It happened with several sons of Skipper. In the name of Jesus that Paul pre come out. And the demon quickly recognized that the name of Jesus that Paul pre, not the one you know. And when it comes to knowing something, it's also in level. Revelation is in levels. Are you with me? Nadab and Nabil, the sons of Aaron, took either of them in Caesar and put fire there and put incense and offered strange fire before the Lord, which he commanded them not. Ah! Verse 2. And there went out fire from the Lord and devoured them, and they died before the Lord. Verse 3. And Moses said to Aaron, This is what the Lord said I will be sanctified. In them that come nigh me. And before all the people will be glorified. And Aaron held his peace. If those who lead are sanctified, the Lord will glorify his name before the people. So it becomes necessary when you are given an assignment in the house of God to watch carefully what you do. It is not showmanship. It's a serious matter. If these guys were not ordained priests, they would not have died. I get what I'm saying. Praise the Lord. 
If they ask you to take a small class, offer yourself, pray in the spirit, worship. Most importantly, check yourself. The spirit can help you scan through your life to be sure. Purity is important. Are you getting what I'm saying? Hallelujah. Glory to God. How much time do you spend in prayer when you're, when you're going to be an usher for the day? How much time do you spend in prayer when you're going to take songs for the day? This is very important. What killed these guys? What exactly did they do? They took fire. They were commanded by God that the fire that you must offer must be taken. See, only the things of God can satisfy God. God and human flesh are incompatible. I will show you one day. See, Old Testament is shadow. When you understand something in Old Testament, you understand what Christ has come to do for us. And now we ought to operate in Christ. So Old Testament gives you a better understanding of New Testament. As long as people should not read Old Testament. There are many, I don't want to. Let me not just. Are you getting what I'm saying? For some reasons, Aaron was told that God made a garment for Aaron. And he said, when you are coming to my presence, you must wear that garment. You don't come to my presence, I must not see your body. You can die. So you wear this cloth. It covers you. Then you do incense. It must boil so much that the smoke will cover you so I don't see you. Oh, thank God for the blood of Jesus. Thank God for the righteousness of Christ. So God sees us through Jesus. Everything about the old covenants, God was trying to talk about the new. The old tabernacle had five pillars standing, five poles holding the tent together. That is fivefold ministry. It is what you pass through. In other words, you cannot enter. If you go to Israel, you can't enter the tabernacle. You cannot enter without passing through the five poles. That means you cannot enter the church without passing through fivefold ministry. And we have apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. And they, can, they are called five foot, just like your five fingers. And the apostles' ministry is the thumb. Why? This is the only part of your finger for normal people. Some people can do some abnormal, some people can do some extraordinary But for most people, it is the only one that can touch the remaining four. You can try. Others can touch the remaining four. Only the thumb can touch the remaining four. Others can touch at least one or two. If you, if you are... You can be gifted that you might be able to, but for most people, this is the only one that can talk. Am I right? No, try, try. If you can't, fine, but for most people. Because now they don't see everybody. So people can do some extraordinary things. But for most people. This is why anyone who says, I'm an apostle. You know why? The only people that can generally be an apostle are the people when God wants to make you an apostle, you will first of all have worked in all the other four. That is the truth. There is no true apostle that will not have pastoral gifts. He must have pastored before. That will not have prophetic gifts. That will not have evangelistic gifts. And that will not have teaching gifts. No true apostle. Most apostles, start with Jesus and the apostle of our faith, number one. Go to Paul also. He was a pastor. He pastored many churches. He was an evangelist. He was a teacher and was a prophet. He gave prophecy of 1st Timothy, 2nd Timothy, 1st Timothy, 4th Timothy, 3, and several other prophecies. It's true. They usually say that this is the prophet. This is the figure that points. Prophet points. And your longest figure is the evangelist. They reach more people than any other figure. And this one is the pastoral. That is the one you wear wedding ring. Pastors bring everybody together in love. And this one is a teaching. It's the one that can enter where other figures cannot enter. Yes, clap if you want to clap. <laughs> of course, I did not originate it. I learned it also from somebody. <laughs> so let me not pretend as if I was the one that... <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Are you, are, you, are you with me? Yeah. I was listening to somebody one day and he, he explained all those. I was like, oh, this is wonderful. Amen. <laughs> oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. We worship you. We give you praise. They were told to take 
of the fire from brazen liver. That was the fire they were supposed to put in their incense. For some reasons, Nadab and Abihu took a fire from wherever. Ah, strange fires are dangerous. Are you with me? Strange fires, they are dangerous. But we don't, we, we don't allow that here. If I see instrumentalists who finish playing and go and stand outside when prayer is going on, message, that's the end of your playing in this church. I have, while growing up, I have seen carnality. If you are as gifted as anything, we will check you out because we cause more damage eventually. Once in a while, when we do midweek service, pastors come and we are not from the church. And I'm saying to those who know, those who listen to me, a few pastors follow me and never, never tolerate however gifted a person is who does not like prayer or the word of God. Once who know that when it's time to pray, they go and sit outside, let them from there direct them away. It's not concerts. Nadab and Abel just stood their own fire. And they thought God would be impressed. And something, whoa, and he died. And Moses told their father, you see, this is what the Lord is commanding. Anybody that is coming near must sanctify. I must be sanctified before them. That means a revelation of sanctification must guide those who approach me. You know what I've discovered? Many years ago, I discovered, checking through the history of the church, the moment the set man begins to commit fornication or adultery even if nobody knows it will just start spreading the congregation because as it is with the priests so shall it be with the people that's what the bible says i get what i'm saying this is very important members do not just know why some of those things are happening to them especially if he begins to lay his hands on them Those who come near. That's what the Bible says. So Aaron lost two sons. Unholy fire. We will define what that means. But just understand that they were supposed to be fire from somewhere. That something is good. If it's not spirit filled, it's not pleasing to God. I remember that what we started with on Sunday. I just began to talk to you about authors. And I said on Sunday, this coming Sunday... Because in last Sunday, maybe we'll be ending it. Even though that's not half of what we're about to say about author, but it's just important that we... You see, I will say this to us before I really... just want to read a passage of the Bible. I will just say this. If you understand anything about God, you will know that God is very detailed and is very specific. Everything about the Old Testament... Points to Jesus Christ. Everything. The old tabernacle is Jesus himself. When he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father. Why the Pharisees got angry was that Jesus defined the tabernacle for them. The outer place will come through into the tabernacle is called the gate. The way. The gate of the tabernacle is called the way. By Jews. So that was what they wanted. So they understood exactly what he was saying. But the first was too big for his mouth. Then when you pass the gate, when you're about to... So, inside the compound, you now have a tent. So when you're coming through the gate, just like that, you want to enter the tents. That one is called the way. So, the gate, the way. The door of the tent is called the truth. And the veil separating the holy from the most holy is called life. So, when Jesus said, I am, <laughs> I am the way, the truth, and the life. He was saying that I am the gate of the tabernacle. I am the door of the tent. The, tent of the, the door of the tent. I am the veil. Into the holies of all. That means without me, no tabernacle. Ah. And they were like, this guy, because God made the tabernacle to be like that. Pointed to Jesus. He told them that in Exodus 25, he said, make a, an ark of pure gold. The ark of covenant was pure gold without any wood. But the mercy seat and every other, so, oh no, so the mercy seat of pure gold. But the ark, he said, make it, and he told them that, of shitting wood. 
but it must be covered with gold. Shittim will represent humanity. That the covenant is between divinity and humanity. So the Ark of Covenant had a wood. Shittim wood is one of the uh, wood which very, can, can last long. It said make a shittim wood, but then the wood must not show. You must cover every part of that wood, two, 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 two cubits, cover every part of that wood inside and outside with gold. So wood inside, gold outside. That was what made the Ark of Covenant. But he said that put on top of the Ark, mercy seats. And he said that mercy seat must be pure, but that represents God. And he said that mercy seat, on top of the mercy seat, made two angels, two cherubs, facing each other and looking down on the ark. He said, from the middle of those two guys, I will speak with you. So occasionally a smoke will come out of that place. And Aaron must only enter once in a year. Everything was pointing to Christ. Remember, his body is that shitty wood. Jesus came to the earth as unrepresented man and unrepresented God. The wood and the gold. Together. Now, the mercy seat must be of gold only. Everything for everything. What was inside the ark? The covenants. Moses brought the covenant the first time. He saw them worshipping idol. He got angry and he broke it. He brought the covenant the second time. And he never gave this one to them. God told him to go and put it inside the box. In other words, God was saying something. Outside Jesus, all covenants will be broken. It is only in Christ that all laws will be fulfilled. So when he came, he said that, I have come to fulfill the law. It is only in him that no law can be broken. So till today, they put the tablet inside the box. And they put Aaron's rod. That after three days, the rod budded. Life came out of the rod. That represents resurrection. And then they put manna. It is the living bread that came down from heaven. Those are the things inside the box. And he said, nobody should look inside that box. The, those who did it, when the ark of God made its way, second, 1 Samuel 4 and 5, to the city of Philistine, and the men of Philistine out of excitement opened it and they looked at it, they all died. Why? They were looking at God, not through Jesus. That is sure death. In other words, what God was actually telling Moses was that just put mercy seat over the ark so that anybody that wants to look at the ark will look through mercy seat. Once you see mercy, you are shielded. And Jesus Christ and his blood, that is the mercy. That's what the Bible says that we all with open faces, we are beholding the face of God as in a mirror and it's not striking us. Glory to God. That is the glory. <laughs> the more we read old covenants, the more you understand what Christ has come to do. And that how he has fulfilled everything in his flesh. So through Jesus Christ now we have access to the Father. Because he is our mercy seat. Glory to God. So wonderful the tabernacle. I've been doing a lot of studying and checking through, listening to messages and checking on. It's so wonderful. I know that when he told them the peg. The rope holding the tabernacle together. He said the peg that is holding the rope on the ground should only be buried halfway. That talks about resurrection. Because Jesus was going to resurrect. And it was the peg. This is wonderful. Everything about the Old Testament. The ram that Abraham saw on the mountain. Talking everything talks about Jesus Christ. And when I talk about how to destroy an altar on Sunday, I'm going to use somebody as an example in the Old Testament. Somebody who destroyed ancient altar. And you will say our pattern. And you are going to see Jesus Christ in the step that the person took. Do you want to be something? <laughs> are you with me? Hallelujah. Men and brethren, I ended on Sunday and I'm ending this way also. It is not enough to serve God. Hebrews 12, 28. Let us serve God in an acceptable manner. You serve God in an acceptable manner. You serve God in an acceptable manner. This is why... Those who are rebels in the house, it's common in churches, so they want to do things their own way. There's no room for that in the things of the Spirit. There's no room for that in the things of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Let me give this to somebody. You can build an altar where you and your friend make up your mind to start praying together at certain time. It might be once in a week. When you do, 
you have erected an altar, and I'm going to show you on Sunday how powerful this can be. They might lie quiet for a long time. If it's not broken, it stays there. And it answers both for positive and negative. And I'm going to let you see. The first thing that made Jezebel to sit over Israel was that she made sure the altar of God were broken down. And that was what Elijah was complaining about. They broke down your altar. That was what gave Jezebel power. With the altar of God there, she wouldn't be able to rule. And that was why God mandated Israel. Once you get to the land of those people, destroy the altar. It's a command. Because two altars cannot exist together. Hallelujah. See, this is why Christians are one against idolatry. Idolatry in the New Testament is not limited to going to worship something in your own town. When you attach yourself to something, when you are obsessed with something, and it's not the word of God, it's not the worship of king, you have begun to worship something. And it's a problem. John said, little children, stay away from idols. That means it's possible. He said, I write that you keep no company with idols. So a Christian can bring idols to life. And there are many Christians who do that. Things that we are attached to, that we are obsessed about, and they have no eternal value, and that you need to let go of. You can even take Jehovah away and sit on his throne. A man can begin to worship himself. When your opinions are more important to you than any other thing, and you will not bend except what you say, you have made yourself God over yourself. And that's dangerous. One of these we're having a service as Nebu fell under the anointing. And one guy, not a member of the church, came around and was laying hands on them. And they stopped him. And he said he was led to do that by the Spirit. <laughs> I said, he should thank God that he didn't tell me on time. I would have addressed him from the stage. There are things people do. If you are in a unit and they say you should do something, so somebody is telling them in the unit that the Spirit of God is leading you to do it that way, that is not the Holy Spirit. They should go and tell the person to go and sit down. Some people think they can bamboozle people with. By the grace of all of us have come along. We have seen those who have done this when we were in school. And we can turn their head. Some of them are not Christians anymore now. God is not their enemy. When you play the game the way you are not supposed to, you are disqualified. It is simple. It's not the referee is angry with you. There are rules. When they pass the ball to you, walk off final, and the ball is on the way to the net, and you catch it and throw it inside the net. And you think they will award you a goal. It's not possible. And that's what people do. Hallelujah. One day, I will share with you. You know, I'm, I'm just saying, as if I'm talking to as if I'm talking to leaders tonight. One day I will share with you how dreams and visions can deceive you. Your blessing at times is in submission. I told you one thing the Holy Spirit is under the authority of Jesus, Jesus is under the authority of the Father, the Father is under the authority of His Word. He said, thy word you have exalted above all your names. That means when God heard all those names, he looked at them and he said, even me, I need a word. That is why God doesn't just go do things anyhow. He will ask you, it's according to my word. He stays with his word. Anything that has no head is like a monster. And anything that has more than one head is a monster. I get what I'm saying. This is very important. We usually tell ladies to watch before you marry somebody who are the authorities in his life. I was watching not too long ago Bishop Edeko's son, Isaac, preaching. And he said, there is somebody that once my wife mentions that I will report to, he said, I shiver. And he said, mind you, it's not Bishop Edeko, it's my father, I can taste that. He said, so it's someone else. Head. These are the things that people don't consider. And they get into mad and they get into trouble. If you marry a man who has no authority over his life, who is going to call him to order when he begins to misbehave? Authority protects. It helps. <laughs> ah, I wish 
you know one day I read the scripture. Oh Lord Jesus, the Holy Spirit has been reminding me scriptures for this one. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In the old covenants, under the old covenants, the Lord told them, He told Moses that tell them this law. If a woman makes a vow, she makes a vow to God. And in those days, you dare not make a vow without fulfilling it. Under the law of Moses, you will die. But God said, if a woman makes a vow, and her father says, I cancel the vow, he said, there is no judgment against her. I cancel it. The Lord said, Moses, tell all the women, they are free. He said, if a woman is married, that's an unmarried woman. Say, but if a woman is married, and she says, I made this vow, and her husband says, nonsense, I cancel the vow. Tell the woman, there is no problem, no judgment against her. It begins to let you know how God respects authority. And it is dangerous. Who you put your head under. Listen to me. One of the ways in which God can help. If you are working under a very diabolical person. Very fetish person. But he is the owner of the company and you are just an employee. There. If he raises an altar to demonic spirits. And transactions in the spirit realm are going on in that company. Whatever spell comes with what he has done might affect everybody. If you understand the law of exemption by your faith, you'll be exempted. Nothing touches you personally, but there will be certain things about that company that you have no control over. When you understand higher priesthood by the spirits, and you begin to offer worship, and you rear an altar of prayer and worship in that company. What happens is that one of two things. You will destroy what he has, and he will know. And he will come for you. Or, he will send you away. Or, God himself will pull you out and put you somewhere else. One of those things. I get what I'm saying. This is why, we don't just pack into a house, and start enjoying it. It's important. You have to check. This is what happens when a pastor, a cell leader, comes to your house and prays over the house. It doesn't take a long time. We come to your house, somebody, any leader comes to you and says, in the name of Jesus Christ, by the time you all join your hands together to pray, you have erected a new altar. And the spirit must recognize that here comes a new landlord. Now, in some cases, there can be a further instruction to address certain things. Somebody checked a house one day, into a house. They were using it to slaughter people and kidnap and people, people there for a long time. They are spilled blood in that place. And terrible things started happening to the family that moved in without knowing. They were having nightmares and, all kind, and they were Christians. Sometimes God will even allow you to have a bit of... It's not coming from God, but He will allow you to have... So that you can know that there's a problem with this place we are living. In some cases, the Spirit of God can ask you to repent on behalf of your family. Because you are a priest. You can kneel down on behalf of everybody. Because you are now in Christ. And just like, Lord, so whatever might have happened to my father and my mother, out of ignorance, part of my priesthood is ability to turn those who have turned out of the way back. So I offer prayer on behalf of this family. When you make statements like that, you can erect a new author. One of the things he said to me on, that I should say on Sunday is to begin to, to tell some families that they be fasting and pray over some. What some families just need to do is to institute money devotion. He told me by word or direct that applies to some families in this church and in some, those who will be watching me on Sunday. God knows those who will be watching. For some people, a believer there needs to start calling other people there for prayers. And so begin to pray together Maybe once in a maybe twice in a week, maybe every day, another altar is created. It will finish the first altar. And the principle of Jehovah is established in the family. Yeah. A family can be led to just sit together and take communion. See, the things of the Spirit, are, God is much more powerful than these idols. It's just that we function by light, revelation. It doesn't take 30 days to deal with devil. It takes knowledge of the word. The spirit whispers an instruction and that is it. I get what I'm saying. Praise the Lord. 
See, those who have one, that's why when, when they told me one time, Lord, let's that it's caused many years ago that they're causing uh, ad mental stop. And they go to the village and they, they told him, they were holding the guy, they said, Leave him, leave him. And I said, Who is this? He said, Brother David. He said, I don't need to pray. He said, Open my car, let him follow me to my car. My car is my property, it's been sanctified. He said, Let me see a demon. Because demons understand territoriality, they understand. That tell it. The Bible says the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. But they have put themselves some place and someone needs to let them know that look, it doesn't belong to you. Get out. When your house is a sanctified place and abode of the spirits, because you are believers, worship goes on in your house. It becomes an environment they cannot come to. But if you are not the owner of the house, God, God recognizes ownership. Ah. This will lead me one day to see, I am praying for every one of you. May the property that you are, where you occupy, I'm not saying covet somebody, but I'm praying for all of you, that the Lord will empower you to own your own thing. Because there are things you cannot do if you are not the owner. Yes. If they say they don't allow prayer in your office, the only system you can route everything through again is to begin to intercede that along the line, God will touch the heart of the man and he will allow prayer. I get what I'm saying. Do you know a governor can stop prayer in the states? And there are many states in Nigeria, like in this, some places where they do, a church cannot buy land. God, God is not going to kill them. He recognizes authority. Oh, you give your authority to matters. The president of a nation can enter the most terrible court and sacrifice the nation there. And the most bad things will just be happening. And it has happened before in different parts of the world. Somebody in a quest for power Ah, I learned of somebody telling me that when they got to the, all these wretched witches in the forest that they went to meet, they told the man that you are going to be the governor. So somebody was just saying, and they said that, but there will not be development in that city. And he said, yes. You must not allow them to do, yes, everything. He said the city must be left blank and naked. When he signed the contract with them, he won by last light. Somebody told me in the same town, a man got out of the front of his house, a billionaire, and he offered to do the road. When he thought the governor arrested the man, he can't do with the covenant he made. Whatever they bring down will not affect Christians who are working with God as an individual. But generally, things will not be the way they should be. I get what I'm saying. Praise the Lord. Somebody who holds hospital is dumb on the ground of covenant. People go there. A Christian can go there. Angel can protect if you don't know. Definitely. But things will be happening there. From time to time. Listen to me. These things, and they are not only in Africa. Courtism is not only here. Sometimes in foreign people, they do more. Many of you don't know. Read very well the history of some countries abroad. Then you understand what is going on. They are more sophisticated. Local people still carry on there. Those ones are small. The real power is in the real powers, they are not tangible. Astral projection, meditation, going into the spirit to see things and control it there and bring it down here. What is on? That's Africa is backward. On, on. That's what they are doing. Hallelujah. <laughs> Let me call this. A brother told me, somebody told me, a multinational, he was working with them, and they were to find oil somewhere. As they were exploring the land, they had some issues. These white guys told everybody to go and sleep. He said his boss was curious, and he said, I wanted to know what would happen. But one day, the boss woke up and was looking at them. The boss he said about four of them came. They changed to like a kind of a, a, a gray color clothes. And they stood around that place where they were and began to speak. By the following morning, the thing opened up. The boss was not a Christian. He ran to this our brother and he said, Brother, <laughs> who says white man don't get jazz? He said, I saw this with my eyes. Yes. I was walking on the street of New York one day. A lady called me. She said she would read to me the star, my past, present, and future. She would tell me. I was like, are you well? 
and at the front of our shop, it's a shop. Many times there are streets in London, we have the same shop. Palm reading and everything there. And it is true. They will tell you things. It's not go come. It's immediately. They see into the spirit for you and tell you what's going on in your life. But you know what? You are never free again. If you allow that to happen. Once a soothsayer talks to you once and you allow it, you are in trouble. Somebody meets you on the road and he begins to give you prophecy and you allow it. You know, people are fast. People like all these spiritual things. Tell the person, shut up. So I got now fight. Now fight, oh. Don't bring things into my life. Now, I, I didn't know you all this while. God has kept me till now. Why do I need you now? They will tell you what is correct. Is there anything that doesn't know about you? Go and sit before native daughter. They will tell you why you are there. Their eyes are washed. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's rise. He's someone blessed tonight. <laughs> oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Get everybody to pray very well. And make sure nobody's angry. <laughs> Amen. And make sure everybody's living a pure life. It's very important. So, <laughs> Amen. So there are some meetings you want to do. You ask people that say, if you are not living pure, confess now. Before we... <laughs> the church must see these things again. Oh God. That you go from a meeting, the power is still on you, even on your way home. And you can tell that you have touched the tangibility of God's power. That's what we are talking about. Nobody's laying... You, you are not a pastor, yet so much power is coming from your life. It's important. I have employed most of you in this church. Find partners that you can play, pray with regularly. You will press into some things, not because of a prayer, but because of somebody praying with you. Oh, friend, you know what? I desire to marry in the next nine months. Can we begin to pray together every Friday? Trusting God that whatever is holding me back is taken away. And you begin to pray. You begin by worshipping and praying. Well, let's pray about the future. Oh, I don't know what is going on with my dad. Everybody in the family seems to be on one spot. Wale, can we begin? Can we begin to pray together? Can we build an altar of prayer? Oh, I'm going to call you 11 p.m. Every Friday night we pray till 12. And let's do that for three months and see what will happen. 90 days. You need partners like that. That is what church is for. Let me tell some of you, join the prayer unit of this church. They receive amazing answers to prayer. When I think about something that I'll just call Sister Tutu, that you know what, tell your people to pray about this, is what I'm thinking about. And they begin. And in 24 hours, they start giving words. When I was in UI, before I became pastor, I was in prayer department. Why, 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 why won't you join prayer unit? At times, I'm walking around this company in the middle of the night praying, and then I say, prayer people, they also come here to pray. When I see them, I'm always happy because now I'm not the only one. See, a lot of people come in here to pray. Prayer units. Join prayer unit. Whether you are in choir or anything, this one is for your personal benefits. If they say prayer is doing one all night, once in a month. We don't do general all night in Israel. They say they do prayer all night, once in a month. Why don't you join them? Just once in a month. Join those who pray and things happen. Join them. If service is 8 o'clock, they say prayer people, they pray 7 o'clock. Ask for permission, even if you are not a prayer member, join. Can I come in 7.15 and join you guys while you are praying for time for service? It will do something to you. It will do something to you. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, we bless you, we bless you, we bless you, we bless you. Palamakadiromo posia mandalavaritos. 
every issue at work, every issue in the family can be brought to the altar of prayer. Are you watching that your husband is giving you a tough time? Why don't you find somebody that you start praying? By now you know that complaining doesn't, it doesn't do anything. Why don't you find someone that you can pray? How can you be a businessman out there and you are not being guided by prayer? See, when I talk about this, also why it is important to be a solid giver. Sacrifice of prayer. Sacrifice of worship. Sacrifice of your hearts. And sacrifice of your substance. All those Asian people, they rent an altar, they put something there for the deities, and those spirits, they go into operation. It's a principle that Satan copied from God. Genesis 8, Noah was the first person to erect an altar in the Bible. The first time the altar was mentioned in the Bible was Noah in Genesis chapter 8. There was no time Abraham had an encounter with God without raising an altar. Not once. And I will show you one also when Solomon had an encounter. That, 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 that's uh, 1 Chronicles 7, Chronicles 7 that we read. Solomon had an encounter with God. Two times that God appeared to Solomon were the two times he offered something unusual. See, Bible says when you come from, do not come empty and dead. It's not a play for somebody that, you know, I know, I know this is Nigeria. I know it is painful that in the name of the Lord, we have done things. And when that happens, it makes people not to believe in the original thing again. But the fact that there is fake currency does not mean there is no original. In fact, fake exists because of original. If they give you a fake 10,000 real notes, you will know it's fake because there is no original 10,000 real notes. Anything that people have adulterated, there is a truth in it. That somebody out of greedy gain and everything. Because someone will go to one extreme here and will go to one extreme here. You can't bribe God, no doubt about that. But sincerely speaking, sacrifices are real. It is true. Let me go for a very heavily charged meeting. I give a very heavily charged offering. Nobody tells me what to do. When I, when I see a move, I change what I want to do. Yes. When I see a move, I change. This is the rule. Because the power in your life is direct, the power operating in you, operating around you, is directly proportional to how strong your altar is. It is true. It is true. A man of God had an encounter with God in his room. Even in his room, he took, took his phone and did a transfer. Because he said he saw from the Bible that nobody encountered God without offering something. It is true. Hallelujah. You should know how much people are paying marabouts to destroy life and to have their way at all costs. We have the most potent stuff. But many times we don't follow it all latently. I learned some people stay overnight to destroy lives. Yet there are Christians who cannot do vigil. Once it is vigil by you, cancel yourself out. There is nothing, nothing of value that is not expensive. Nothing. I can't pray for two minutes every day and be expecting you are expecting to command things in the world. How do you want to do it? Let me tell you this. A time will come that God will demand prayer for us. But I tell you also the truth. If you are a mighty giver to a group of people praying, the grace, what is operating in them, will also affect you positively. It is true. It's not an encouragement to stay away from prayer. But I'm saying that it's what I have observed and I've heard from all other men of God the same thing. Certain people don't pray as much as they should, but they understand how to. <laughs> they are, they are pine white tapas. And somehow God covers them. Even Paul, man, he thought. <laughs> now, when I'm not saying it's a substitute for prayer, but they are the things that we have discovered. It is true. Hallelujah. When you wake up tomorrow morning, walk around your room, pray. Stop praying on your bed. Part of expensive sacrifice is to make your prayer deep. You are praying from your lips and shaking your leg on the bed. Father, we thank you. 
Uh, amen. Lord, we just thank you. <laughs> Even the demons are like this. <laughs> Get up and let everyone know you are alive. When you wake up in the morning, lift up your two hands in adoration. Let all angels know somebody is awake again. And let demons be angry also that you made it again. Because you are waking up spells disaster for them. Oh, Father, we worship. Bless his name and worship him. Give him praise. Then take your Bible. Lord, what are you saying this morning? If you are reading the Bible and you are feeling sleepy, stand to your feet. Stand up and walk up and down. Reading the Bible. Don't pray casually. Never pray casual prayers. And Lord, you know as we are saying. You know. You yourself, you know now. You know. As, <laughs> ah, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man. Avails much. Pray a prayer that your body knows that you are praying. Jesus prays, sweat like blood. Pray. You might not shout to disturb somebody, but let every part of you feel that you are praying. When you finish praying, your eyes are red. You get up from that place of prayer, you know. I had a roommate that used to lock himself inside wardrobe to pray. He will come out sweating like this. I said, even demon go fear this guy. I said, he will just come out like a spirit. A52, Unamdi Azikwe, the rest of Ibadan. He used to pray. Maybe he's watching me right now. He would say, every day inside the wardrobe. You just be hearing a sound from the wardrobe. <laughs> and he had the best result in the department. Yes, he had the best. He was, my, was very brilliant, very brilliant guy. Just, he used to pray for one hour. He would lock himself down one hour. He would wear boxers only. Boxer only. No shirt, no singlet, no nothing. Just inside the wardrobe. The first time I had thought it's a spirit had entered our room. But I didn't know it was inside the wardrobe. I just came to her. I was just here. I said, wait. So I waited. When he came, because it was his wardrobe. I had my, he had it so I couldn't open. Then he came out like a spirit. I said, this is seen also. I tried it, it didn't work for me. I almost, he was burning like open. I said, boy, God didn't come into this kind of. May the Lord bless you. Cause his face to shine on you in the name of Jesus Christ. Hello. We don't want this to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. You know, um, after listening to God's word like this and you have never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, it's an opportunity to come to him and it's a simple process because he has made all things available. I want to employ you now to give your heart to Christ. And by saying these words, because giving your heart to Christ must be done consciously. He has paid the price. Say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I come to you. I believe that you died for me and that you rose again. I believe that you shed your blood for my justification. I accept your finished work right now and I confess that you are the Lord of my life. I believe in you. Thank you, Jesus. If you have said those words, you are actually born again, a new creation in Christ. Join us for more of this. God bless you.